Judith Durham and Keith Potka join me now to tell us what they've been up to and about the new tour. Hello. Hi, Gillian. Hello there. Fantastic to talk to you both. It's very exciting news for Seekers fans. How did you come up to, to how did you come to meet up with Andre? We haven't actually met him yet. We're um we're very much looking forward to it, but he was on the phone himself to our management and and uh, inviting us, and we're very thrilled to be part of all this. Very exciting. Was he a, a, a big fan of The Seekers? It appears that he uh, knew of us, but uh, became a fan uh, through uh, more recent times, as it turns out. But uh, anyway, it was just one of those things that seemed like it was meant to happen, actually, because uh, one of those lovely things where the his audience and our audience are so synergistic, and uh, it's just great to get the uh, invitation from him. Just that it'll be the first time we've ever had a chance to to tour with a full orchestra on stage. So that's going to be a very exciting experience for us. Is that what uh, prompted you to reform? Well, it was certainly one of the major factors because obviously we've we've done a lot of tours before, but when there's another perspective on it, um, you know, even the way Andre presents his concerts is so spectacular and so innovative. Just anything, to be part of such a spectacle is something very attractive for all of us. Have you been given an idea of what you can expect as being part of that? Yes, no, it's all going to be revealed fairly soon. We're, <laughs> we believe we have to go to Europe to rehearse, in fact. So it's, you know, it's quite a commitment. It's not just us getting up and doing our old routine. We have to bear in mind that we are part of something special and I'm sure the audience will be thrilled. And you will be playing some of the old classics? Oh yes, well, uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a, a hit cavalcade, I have to say, Gillian, because uh, we'll you know we're being guest artists on the show, of course. Uh, Andre and his wonderful orchestra uh, uh, have the main uh, brunt of the show, naturally enough. So we'll be performing our main hits. Now we have to make sure, though, Gillian. Unfortunately, we have to apologise to the Western Australia audiences that the tour isn't coming there. So do people make the trek across to the other states? But look, the fact that he's enticed us all to get back together, that's a huge thing because the four of us are all very busy. We've all got our own things in our own lives. And uh, in case, in fact, Keith's just released his third album. So he and I are both into full-on careers as solo artists. Athol's just done his first stint as a solo artist up the Queensland coast doing... Um, reminiscent uh, music of the 60s. So, you know, it's been quite an amazing miracle that the four of us could actually drop everything we're doing and, and get together just for these two weeks in October. Is it something that's just really exciting for you to, to get an opportunity to look for a project that might bring you back together or does it really have to be something quite special? This has come as such a huge surprise. There was no talk whatsoever of the four of us getting together. We'd all decided to rest on our laurels. We felt we'd done everything there could be done on a level of huge excitement as far as the Seekers goes. So it has taken something absolutely out of the box to get us all thinking, oh, look, this is really, really worth doing. And we've had our first rehearsals this last couple of days and it's been just lovely making our our own sound again, the guys and my voices, you know, and the acoustic instruments. It's such a unique thing that the four of us strike up and there it all is, just as it was back in 1965. And do you come back together smoothly when, when you... I mean, what the last time was 2004 that you performed together? We did, uh, we did a really unusual... Uh, stint uh, in July of 2008 
uh, when we became Rolf Harris's backing group for one night uh, because uh, Rolf was being inducted into the ARIA Hall of Fame. And so the ARIA people asked us to, to get together for just that one night to, uh, to help him out with Timey Kangaroo Downsport, and that was fantastic. But we get together from time to time. We celebrate each other's birthdays, and uh, we keep in touch with each other. Athel Guy and I live within two kilometres of each other in country Victoria, and so we see each other a lot. And we're like a family, you know. We get together from time to time and do this and chew the fat and chew the mm. skinny and everything. <laughs> we were given the keys to the city of Melbourne in 2006, so that was a lovely occasion to get together for. But, uh, you know, we don't think there's going to be any recordings, although we're all very actively writing. Even Athel's been writing. Do you get together at... Uh, at, at different functions and just have quiet little sing-alongs amongst yourselves? Or do you, are, you, are you sick of it? No, look, it's not quite like that. It's because it's funny. It, yeah, it, I mean, it, we need to have a reason, I think, to strike up. I don't know, it's funny, isn't it? When something's your hobby, you do things in a different way. It's, how, it's strange, isn't it, that once something becomes your work, you sort of almost feel silly treat it as a hobby in a funny yeah. sort of way. It's more socialising, Gillian. I think we have such a lot of fun together just socialising that we leave the guitars at home, you know, and that uh, and Judith leaves her tambourine somewhere in the cupboard, don't you? Know? Right, <laughs> I had to find my tambourine this last week, in <laughs> fact. Hmm. Yes, which is quite uh, an interesting experience, dusting everything off. And it's quite funny, as you say that, that the band was just so enormous in the 60s and it was, I mean, there's really only been a couple of other, handful of other Australian bands ever, really, that have um, achieved achieved quite the same success. I was telling my daughter I was I was uh, interviewing the two of you and she was really surprised to know that you're Australian because <laughs> that you yeah. were so successful and they, she just assumed that uh, you must have been American. Absolutely. Well, a lot of people thought that, even when we were in our heyday. A lot of Americans thought we might be English. A lot of the English people thought we were Americans. And uh, it's fascinating with, this, with the ability through Graham Simpson, who wrote my biography. He's a researcher. And he put together some statistics and we hadn't realised that we outsold the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the Who. We were the top selling band in England at the beginning of 1966 for that first six months. We'd had the Carnival is Over at number one and the World of Our Own and I'll Never Find Another You. And so we made history just even in that way, let alone putting Australia on the international pop music map, so to speak, being the first band. And how does that feel you know, years later, just looking, looking back at that? And, and uh, I mean, do you ever really absorb it? Oh. <laughs> well, it makes me feel very proud, as it turns out. Yeah, it feels like a tremendous gift we were given. Seeing all those 2,000 people lining up to audition for Australian Idol and that sort of realisation that this is what people often have to go through to get the kind of uh, recognition that the seekers were given really practically when we were still tourists because we'd gone to England on a boat and worked our passage and within six months of arriving there we were number one. So we had no intention of trying to knock the Beatles off the top of the charts or anything like that. So it all just was handed to us really and we were just ourselves. We didn't have to change our names or change our image or go electric. The boys were still just playing their acoustic guitars and bass. So it was just such a surprise. And that, of course, has happened with Andre Rieu too because, you know, he's marketed music which really isn't top of the pop, so to speak, but he's outsold a huge number of major, major rock acts. So it's, it's a remarkable marriage of the, the two audiences to think that, you know, we had the opportunity to, to join him and make this tour so spectacular.
It is wonderful indeed. It's fantastic to talk to you both in the upcoming tour with Andre Rieu. It's very exciting for a lot of your fans and well worth a trip across the Nullarbor, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to lay on a, a, a fan's train, won't we, to get yeah, him across? Get those wagon trains moving now, folks. <laughs> you could write a song Move about it. Move them on, roll them up. <laughs>